0: Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code On for $10 off at BiltBar.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. We have made it to Friday. It is Friday, October 9th, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in. Four games to recap from yesterday, several series wrapped up. I will start, of course, with the first game, maybe the most impressive team I've watched in this postseason, and that's that the Atlanta Braves punched their ticket to the NLCS with a dominant 7-0 victory over the Miami Marlins. Another shutout by the Atlanta Braves pitching staff. Before I get into the game, I just got to bring up one thing that really did blow me away. This is the first time in 19 years the Atlanta Braves have gone to the NLCS. 2001 was the last time they made it. it, Thank God this team won the World Series in 1995, or else the Atlanta Braves would maybe have surpassed even the Chicago Cubs as the uh, Chicago Cubs pre-2015-2016 as the biggest bunch of choke artists in the history of postseason baseball. They have come up short so many times, and they've had good teams since 2001. They have won their division eight times, and yet this is the first time since 2001 in which they have made it to the NLCS. So all the, all that choking, gone now. You know, In the rear view, this talented core punched their ticket back to the National League Championship Series for the first time in 19 years. And what I've noticed throughout this postseason, really over the last several years, is that the Braves just have an unbelievable abil- ability to, To, one, develop talent. I mean, they have an incredible core of offensive hitters. They have a really good core of pitchers. That's been on full display over the last couple games in this postseason. But what they're great at is just getting guys to buy in, getting guys to believe. Like I I said on yesterday's podcast, this rotation should be shot, any other team, it would have been. You lose your number one guy in Soroka. You lose Fulton you DFA him. You lose Cole Hamels, he gets injured. You lose Felix Hernandez, who's a fringe guy, but opted out because of COVID at best. Maybe could have been a bullpen piece for you in the postseason. Yet they keep on marching on. And it shows not only how talented their young core is. Kyle Wright, brilliant yesterday, man. Six innings of scoreless ball, just a phenomenal starting pitching performance. But what it shows to me is not only how good that core is, but how deep they are in that organization that you can afford to lose two, three, four starters in one season, in a 60-game season, and reload with guys who are... Almost, if not every bit as good as the guys you lost. That is so important. And that's one thing to bring it back around to the Detroit Tigers that, that I worry about. It's like, yes, the Tigers, because of all the games they've lost over the last several years, are gonna accumulate a lot of really good prospects. That's that's the nature of the beast, right? You lose a lot of games, you get a lot of high draft picks, you fall into some pretty high end talent. Your Riley Greens, your Casey Mises, your Matt Mannings, your Spencer Torkelson's But after that, after those first round picks, after those kind of can't miss guys. I worry about their ability to develop talent beyond that. That's been something that the Braves and the White Sox and the Padres have, have and the Dodgers obviously they're they're the master class of the bunch in terms of getting these guys who might not be at the time they're drafted or the time in which they're signed highly sought after guys and turning them into studs, turning them into valuable pieces of your organization. I think the Braves are on the verge of becoming like the next Dodgers, just a team that's going to turn out an assembly line of talent over the next decade or so. They have a great GM. They have a really great manager. I know like some people are a bit soured on him because of how he managed the bullpen in the last postseason. I think he's great. I think Brian Snicker is one of the best. The guy knows what he's doing. I think there is something to be said about the psychological element of managing a baseball team, getting guys to buy in, it, and having all these young pitchers who are making their first career postseason starts, they come in right away and they start dominating. Uh, to me, it's the steady hand of a great manager that, that leads to something like that. Really impressive stuff. Before I move on to the second game, I do want to give a shout-out to one former Tiger who closed out the game yesterday, Shane Green with a scoreless frame in the ninth inning to put a bookend on what was a dominant series by the Braves. Really happy for Shane Green. I'm happy for every Tiger who, every every good Tiger, who was caught up in that tornado of awfulness that has been the 2017 through 2020 Tigers. Guys like him, guys like Castellanos, good players, guys we knew were good players who got out of that hellhole in Detroit, played well, got shipped to another team, and have seen success. I really doubt a year and a half or two years ago Shane Green ever thought that he would be closing out a playoff series. Really happy for him as a former Tiger. Lastly, I got to give credit to the Miami Marlins. That was a really fun story. A lot of smoke and mirrors. I still believe next year this will be a team that's probably going to lose 90 to 95 games, but I do think their future is bright. I think they have an owner that is doing a lot of good things, and Derek Jeter, believe it or not. I think they have a a rotation that is going to be pretty darn scary here over the next several years and they have a really great farm system and if I know what I think I know about Derek Jeter, Miami is not going to be a bottom feeder in terms of how they spend their money. They're going to be handing out big contracts here pretty darn soon. In game number two we had another slugfest out west between the A's and the Astros. The Houston Astros punched their ticket to the fourth straight American League Championship Series. Only the New York Yankees and the late 90s, early 2000s were able to make that claim since the expansion of the postseason back in 95, I believe it was, following the strike. Really impressive showing by the Astros, who are hot at the right time. A huge game by Michael Brantley. Huge game again by Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa played as good a four-game series as I have ever seen by any player in a divisional League series. That dude took over this series. He's playing angry, and ultimately, and ultimately look... Injuries have gotten in the way with him. Carlos Correa is a Hall of Fame talent. When he's at full health, I don't think there is a shortstop in baseball more talented look good for them I know there's a lot of people who are angry at them I get it but look last series I think a lot of people scoffed when Correa said you know we proved a lot of people wrong because look it was the twins it was a two-game crapshoot series this one was legit this was a serious win and it's amazing because they didn't really get a good performance out of Zach Grinky yesterday in fact he was pretty darn awful four and two-thirds four earned runs The bullpen's been really solid for them. Presley was garbage, but the game was out of reach by the time he came in there anyway, so it didn't really matter. Uh, They're going to have a shot at this. They're going to have to win a lot of slugfests, and that's exactly how they won this series against Oakland. And if you're the A's... Uh, You got to hang your head in shame. I mean, this is the team the A's wanted. This is the team the A's were talking crap about all year. And I get it. They were angry. They were angry with the way things had gone the last couple years. They were angry about the cheating scandal. I mean, get in line. You know, a, a team that's angry at the Astros about the cheating scandal. You wanted this team and you got popped. It is truly stunning to me that a team like the A's, who year in and year out are pretty darn consistent. This has been one of the most consistent teams in baseball over the last three years. It is stunning to me that when they get into the postseason, they do not have a single starting pitcher worth a damn. The A's are a prime example of a team that consistently does more with less, but they have gone to the postseason six different times and failed to sniff the ALCS. I'm sure they'll continue to be competitive, but they will never truly be World Series contenders until they figure out a way to address the shocking lack of depth In their starting rotation. Like if there was a team that I feel like should have probably gone all out to dish out the prospects and trade for Trevor Bauer at the deadline, this might have been the team to do it. Like if they honestly believed that Mike Miner of all people was going to be the guy that they were going to fill in and who was going to carry them to a deep run in the postseason, they are out of their minds. And it's why they're going home before making it to the ALCS again. They do a lot of things right, and I'm going to continue to praise them. It's a well-run organization, but how many times are we going to go through this charade? How many times are going are they going to get into the postseason and we're going to say, oh, maybe they got a shot only for their starting rotation to get consistently exposed. It's kind of exhausting, and I'm not even an A's fan. So that will do it for segment one. When I get back, I'm going to recap the final two games from yesterday. Be back in a second. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmates it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service, all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store, and you don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first 7 days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code LOCKEDON. And we're back. Thank you very much for tuning in. In the third game yesterday, the Yankees took care of business, winning 5-1 to one over the Tampa Bay Rays. A really impressive performance by the New York Yankees. I've dogged them over the last several days, but I thought it was a, a well-played game. It was a well-managed game. Jordan Montgomery got the start, and for all the complaining I did about them using that opener in Game 2, and I still say it was stupid, it all kind of worked out for the better. Montgomery went four innings, only one earned run. Chad Green went two scoreless. Zach Britton and Araldis Chapman combined for the last nine outs, striking out five in the process. And that sets up a winner take all game five with Garrett Cole on three days rest. Look, Alex Rodriguez had a rant that went a little bit viral. And I, I disagree with him a little bit, but I agree with him more than I disagree with him. Like, I, I think he was like 75% right in the sense that the Yankees are better when they realize they're playing baseball and not chess. Like, I think that this is a baseball team that is more successful, and analytics are important, and they use them, and for the most part, they use them to their advantage, but there does come a point where you got to realize, we're, we're the Yankees. We don't we don't need to necessarily outsmart anybody. You don't have to necessarily outsmart anybody when you have more talent than the other team. Like, a, a lot of people say, oh, the Tigers, for all those years, you know, they were never analytically savvy, and it might have cost them. No, that's not true. Uh, Joaquin Benoit throwing a meatball to David Ortiz in the eighth inning of Game 2 of The 2013 ALCS. That's what cost them. That wasn't an analytics based thing. The fact is, the reason those teams were successful was because they had more talent than almost any other team. Now, yes, they came up short, but I don't blame analytics for that. I blame the the offense going cold or, or the bullpen falling apart or poor managerial decisions. I don't put that on analytics. Like, when you have the talent, just use the talent. You don't have to overthink this game. And I think that's exactly what we saw last night. The Yankees, and I love these Rays, they're a fun team to watch. I think Kevin Cash is a genius. The Yankees should not lose to the Tampa Bay Rays now the Rays should probably lose a lot of games and they don't because they do a lot of things right but just in general this is a series the Yankees should win and boy oh boy are they going to hear it if they don't win this series I I like their chances now I think the Rays had to take advantage of last night they didn't Garrett Cole on three days rest we'll see how deep he goes but if his stuff is even remotely close to where it's been in his first two starts. He's going to rack up a lot of strikeouts and give up very few runs. Impressive win by the Yankees last night. Real quick, before I move on to the last game, this is just breaking news. I mean, it's not breaking by the time you're listening to this, but I just heard about it. Tyler Glass now, starting for the Rays tonight in Game 5. I'm sure he'll only give them one or two innings. That'll probably make way for Blake Snell. You know, this is one of those instances. It's winner-take-all. Kevin Cash is going to do all he can to try to advance to the ALCS and glass. Now I, I look, I give them credit. I think glass now probably would have gotten in at some point. They're just electing to start him. You don't want to lose a winner take all game and look back and say, we left one of our better pitchers on the bench. This is what you have to do. It's win or go home. But uh, a very intriguing decision. I think Kevin Cash is a very brave man for pulling this off, and uh, hopefully it works out for him. In the final game yesterday, actually, well, of the time, as of the time of this recording, it is still going on. It's ten to three. I think I've been a good boy this week, staying up late to cover all these games. This thing is done, and this thing was dull. Such a shame uh, that after last night's affair between the Dodgers and the Padres, for this one to be such a clunker. But Dodgers pulled away. This thing was over in the third inning. Padres used a million pitchers again, and before. I talk about the Dodgers and how dominant they were in this series and how impressive they've been, I just, I'm just i going to eulogize this year's San Diego Padres. What a fun team to watch. What an exciting young core of players and their future is so bright. Six prospects in the top 100. They've done such a good job of developing young talent over the last several years. I think they made some good trades. They really built something this year that I think is going to be sustainable over the next several seasons. An absolutely electric team to watch with a Top five favorite player in all of baseball currently, and Fernando Tatis Jr., that kid is a generational, potentially Hall of Fame talent, you don't want to put that much uh, pressure on the kid, but he's he's incredible, I thought, and you saw even this year, there were certain guys who I had question marks about having, like, good turnaround seasons in the short campaign, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer had a much better season, that contract all of a sudden became much less disastrous than it was several years ago, Manny Machado, who had kind of a so-so 2019, bounced back with a really solid, borderline, MVP campaign in 2020 where they're lacking is starting pitching and you do wonder how this series would have turned out if Clevenger and Denilson were would have been at full health. I still don't think they would have won the series, but it would have been much more competitive. You're not going to win any playoff series using 11 pitchers in a game unless this is something that goes 18, 19, 20 innings. They're going to need to add some depth to their starting rotation. They do have some guys coming up to the system. I think Paddock will be better. I think Mackenzie Gore, when he gets there, will be a legitimate stud. They do have Clevenger for at least another year or two. This is a team with a really bright future. Very fun to watch. They just ran into a buzzsaw in the Dodgers. The Dodgers are loaded right now, and they seem to be on a mission. That series between the Braves is going to be a true bloodbath. You have two of the best offenses in baseball, arguably the best two, honestly. I mean, the top to bottom, there is not an automatic out in either one of these lineups. Dodgers seem laser-focused. I mean, we've seen in previous years in the postseason them get into big-game situations and cough it up, and a big reason for that is that their stars, whether it be Kershaw, or Bellinger, or Seager, just haven't seen the ball particularly well in big winner-take-all type games. That hasn't been the case in 2020. Every guy in that lineup is seeing the ball pretty well. That offense is so explosive. They have a really good bullpen and a solid starting staff. As well. They look like the best team in baseball right now. Like like the Braves have probably impressed me the most, but the Dodgers to me look like the best team, and they've been proving it over the last week or so. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Tigers while you're at it. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes Leave a positive review of this show, five-star review it would be much, much appreciated. I've worked hard this week. I've liked this week's podcast. I've liked recapping all the uh, all the playoff games. That's been a very fun thing to do. You know, like I said, this is my reward for having to watch a season's worth of awful Detroit Tigers baseball. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. I really appreciate you li- listening and sticking with me. You know, maybe, maybe soon I'll get back to the Twitter video content. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm there yet, but we'll see. Have a great weekend. And go Tigers.